time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody, and happy 4th of July. Hope you're enjoying your 4th of July weekend. It is Monday, July 5th. Most of us are off somewhere celebrating our holiday and so grateful for this nation and our independence. This podcast today, as always, is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals, and we're so grateful to have you as our listener. As we say each week, our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format you can listen to anytime and anywhere. In today's Hot Topics segment, I've got Ben Turlink, who joined me from Mortgage Market Intelligence, also Mobility RE. They're one of our sponsors. One of the reasons I had him come on was because I was really interested in hearing what he is seeing as far as trends of how loan originators are using this kind of data that's available through his technology to help bolster their purchase business. And there's some wonderful ways. So we invited Ben Turlink, President and CEO of Mobility MMI, to come on, join with us. And I think you'll enjoy the interview. So stay tuned all the way to the Hot Topic segment. Let's say a special thank you to Industry Syndicate for our partnership with them. I encourage you to check all the podcasts at industrysyndicate.com. Also, special thank you goes out to our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America, as well as Finastra, Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution, which is a leading point of sale technology. Encourage more and more banks use a lot of it. More independent mortgage bankers need to step up and get involved. At least check this out. Very, very powerful tool. And I love the data that they bring. It's a large company. They're the third largest fintech company in the world, folks. And you need to check out what they're doing and the power that that can bring you. Also, Lenders One. We had Justin Demolion last Monday on the podcast. I encourage you to go listen to that podcast as well as we had Mitch Kider on. That was great. The WBK talking about the Supreme Court ruling that resulted in Mark Calabra being removed as the director of FHFA and some changes going on there. So it was really focusing all that was behind that. So go back and listen to last week's podcast and Justin DeMolio was on there and he was awesome as always. Also, the Mortgage Collaborative, Tom Gallucci and the team there at the Mortgage Collaborative do a great job as well as the Lenders One. Both of these co-ops bring lenders and vendors together and they do so in a unique way of allowing you to get to know what others in the marketplace your size is doing. So great peer-to-peer data, great peer-to-peer conversations. Every one of these conferences are just so powerful that both Lender One and TMC or the Mortgage Collaborative have. So Lenders One conference is coming up this summer in Orlando in uh, early August. And so check that out on their website as well as the Mortgage Collaborative has theirs coming up in September. So I believe the Lenders One is August 11th is when that starts. Also, we have the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, another independent mortgage banking association with some great independent mortgage bankers. Some of the larger ones, they also work with the MBA and having the voice heard on the Hill. Check out the Community Mortgage Lenders, also known as C. 
C-M-L-A. Also, Josh Friend does a great job with Accelerate, engaging consumers more effectively, prospects as well as past customers. This is a CRM technology with telephony built in it, but it's really the strategies Josh brings to your company through Accelerate. So be sure to check out Josh Friend. We had him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about this. Every time we have him on, he's sharing some great best practices and ideas, innovation on how you can capture the consumer in a more effective way, an intelligent way. Also, check out Ken Perry's Knowledge Coop if you're looking for a learning management system. Grateful to have them as a sponsor, as well as Mobility MMI, who is our guest today, Ben Turling, as well as Modex, which also does a great job. They're competitors, Mobility MMI and Modex, but they're actually a complement. We use both of them and recommend you consider doing so as well. Love Dale Larson the third. Dale and his dad do a great job of continuing to move the ball forward and advancing on the data. Data, data, data. It's so much about data. And both of these companies, Mobility, MMI, and Modix have great access. And the tools and manipulated data is probably where their differentiators are. So check both of them out. Also want to say a special thank you to Rob, Les, Alice, Allen, and Matt for their contributions to the podcast each and every week. Welcome, everybody. This is the Lickin' and Lending Hot Topic segment. And we have as our guest today, Ben Turlink of Mobility MMI, also Mobility RE. We're going to talk about some of the trends that he's seeing with the data and how LOs and originators are using his technology to more effectively connect with the purchase side of the business. So I thought I'd invite him back to the podcast and he is one of our podcast sponsors and we're grateful for the sponsorship, Ben, but it's good to have you back, friend. Well, thanks, David. Always nice to be on here and fun subject for us to talk about today. It is a fun topic, but you've got some great data, especially when you look at the focus of how we flopped in where the market's been. So first question to you is how you are seeing the loan originator's percentage of purchase to refi in 2020 flip-flop. First, uh, take it that I, I am a geek with the data. I hear new stats and I see data and I just, I get excited about it. And our team here gets excited about it. So it's always nice to talk about it. And the goal is to try and make sense out of it and explain it in a way that people can then use that to take advantage of uh, ways to. Yeah, exactly. And so it was so interesting as we'd see and we would check and we'd look at you know, all the originators in 2020 and would look at their purchase versus refi percentages. And you look historically at what that is and just to see this huge flip-flop of that where so many of these LOs, you're seeing this 70, 30 uh, or 60, 40, just depending on what they're doing, but it's the refis on the high end of that and maybe only 30% purchase or 40% if they're lucky. And so watching that happen, obviously rates are incredible and have been, and that's why it drove that. Yeah, still great where they are, but we're seeing that everyone had flip-flopped. And as everyone sees rates go up, then it'll come out down a little bit, then it goes back up. It has got everyone to really start thinking, well, what am I going to do to try and maintain this level of production volume that I have? Because it's not all going to be refi. It's going to have to really start going more purchase to try to keep up with the huge volumes that everyone pushed through in 2020 on the refi. And that's what's been interesting for us to watch and see and find ways to do that. Let's talk about some of the ways you are seeing LOs using your technology transition over to a purchase business while maintaining their production levels. Are you actually seeing people maintain production levels making that transition? Yeah. So it's really very cool to see this because the production numbers are so big and so many people did so much volume. And we pull graphs to show how much of it's purchased, how much of it's refi. And to even see a lot of LOs pulled that purchase way ahead of the refi in the beginning 
beginning of the year and to see that their volume levels are still there. And so the ways that we're seeing them do this is one, focusing on the realtor relationships they've had, and then really kind of going back to them and revisiting and making sure that they are engaged and have those relationships and get that. I'm really excited about talking about one product you have or one feature of your product. It's called Agent Wallet Share. And you have some reports that are really unique. And I'm not sure many people are aware of this because many people think of you as mobility from the standpoint of identifying loan originators, but you have so much of technology and data to be able to look at the realtor aspects of the business. Yeah, we feel like it's timely with this transition that everyone is trying to make to maintain the production level and working those realtor relationships. We pull all of that and have the information and the report you mentioned, the agent wallet share report is just helpful for an originator to look at all the realtors they've done deals with. And we pull all that in without them needing to enter anything or tie into their system. It just We have it. And we show that LO. We say, look, these are your realtors you've done deals with. And this is how many you did with them. And Mm -hmm. so you can look at that and say, hey, I did really well with John Agent and with Jane Agent. But then the column over, we say, however, look how many buy side deals John and Jane Agent did this year. And you ended up getting 35% of their business. So even though you closed 10 deals with them, you felt really good about that. It's great to close 10 deals with this agent. You're only getting maybe a third or maybe half of their business. And so being able to see that and see this long list of agents that maybe you've done one deal with, maybe you've done 20 deals with, but now seeing what that market share percentages amongst each of your agents has really helped our LOs focus in on, wow, I had no clue Jane agent was doing this much volume. I thought I was getting all of it and I'm getting half. Less than half of it. And so yeah, uh, I think that's great. Now, LOs actually using this data or is corporate using this data and then pushing this information out to the LOs? So several different ways. We've seen corporate level Uh, a lot of that on the recruiting side. But now with this shift, we're seeing that it's being passed down to where the individual LO wants to log in and see their individual realtor relationships, see their percentage, and then use some of the tools within the dashboard to then connect with that realtor and receive notifications, do other things as triggers and reasons to reach out to them to build and maintain that relationship with their realtors. And I think one of the things that has been really most effective on the individual LO being able to log in is not only can they see the percentage of business they're getting, but then they can click through and say, well, I want to see where those other deals did go, who my competition is, why I'm losing this type of loan to this other company. And then being able to have that conversation with your agent to say, hey, I wanted you to know we have this really good jumbo program. And this is what we can do there. And that will kind of help that realtor realize, oh, maybe I don't need to be sending all those over to this other person. I'd like this LO, but I didn't realize they could do these types of loans. So it's really giving you that full picture of here's who, here's where it's going, why you might not be getting it and what you should be talking about. Are you helping loan officers or companies work through the data? Is there a consulting feature of that? Is that accurate to say? Yeah, absolutely. Because we train on it. How much do you come back and work with companies on uh, best practices and how they might use your data that you might see being done one place that could be done at another place? It's an awesome question. And and we do quite a bit of it. We feel like there's one thing to know the data or to have access or have it sitting in a dashboard. But we you know, really do a lot of hands-on live training, rollouts, best practices to show everyone. And it's going to vary on who you're meeting with. So we'll meet with 
individual LOs and talk about one thing. We'll meet with branch managers and talk about other things and different reports there and say, look, these are conversations you're going to want to have with your LOs in your branch or LO, this is something you're going to want to talk to your realtors about. And these are the notifications you'll receive. So we really do a lot of that to help everyone fully understand what it's capable of, what has been successful and what they may be able to do to really see the the needle move when they implement some of those. Things. Are you getting in and seeing strategies, various loan strategies, for example, it's a way of approaching a realtor? Do you get any of that feedback? We do. It's cool because we like to open up our trainings to where it's interactive and people will share within Good. either their branch, or their company and say, hey, I tried this or I did this and this is what you know happened. And so we do, we hear some awesome success stories of how they've built relationships with agents and how they do this each quarter. And that generates this many relationships and it equates to this many loans. It's just really pretty cool to to watch and, and hear that. So when you look at different ways that new realtor relationships are being established, and if you could talk a little bit about that, what are you seeing as far as the trends there? What are the things that are working? Yeah. So we're finding that for years, LOs want to work with agents, but so often you go out and you have a conversation with an agent and you may take them to lunch. And even now uh, that restaurants are open and you can go take someone to lunch and have a conversation and you do that. Maybe you go golfing, you do all these things only to find out that that agent really is kind of part-time. They have another full-time job. They do a couple deals on the side and an LO has been spending a bunch of time trying to win over the relationship and business. And so what we've found is that this tool is really helping the LO narrow and pinpoint the agents doing the business and the type of business in that market or area that the LO focuses in or wants to focus in. So we create these searches to say, look, I want to find agents from this type of volume or this much volume in this city or this area. And you can then select the agent, go into the details, see who they're already using as a lender and say, well, they don't use any particular LO across the board. It's kind of all over the place. So I want to reach out, bring them into my CRM, start drip campaigns, start conversations. And so it's been really cool to be able to help them find that area, that production that they could talk to and focus on those and be laser focused on those. When it comes to more effectively finding the realtors and stopping the process of spinning your wheels with agents, what are you seeing and how people are using your technology? So try to describe the process. When they log into your screen, into your system, they're going to go where and how do they search? How difficult is it? I've been in the system. It's not difficult. That's when I want to kind of basically let our listeners get a sense of the feel for just how easy it is. Well, what we've done is created what we see is simple, kind of easy way to navigate what you'd like to try and find and pull out. So what a lot of LOs will do is they'll go in and they'll say, I want to find either the top brokerage or the top agents in this particular area. So they'll say, I am in this area and I'm going to go this state, I'm going to go this county, and I'm going to narrow it all the way down to this city. And I want to find agent that did between say four and 8 million in buy side volume over the last year. And I want to make sure too, that they did a minimum number of transactions of maybe 16 deals. Uh, I don't want this to be an agent that did two high-end deals and hit their 8 million mark in production volume. And that's not really who I'm after. So put in all these filters to say, this is really kind of my ideal agent that I could work with. 
And then you hit search and it returns this list of all the agents that match that criteria. And you can now click through each one of those and say, there were 200 agents that matched that. And now I'm going to look at each of them. And when you click into that agent, it will show is how much they did in purchase, is how much they did on the list side. Here are the lenders or individual loan officers that they've sent deals to and how many they sent to them. So it really helps you see the opportunity and say, this is an agent that is doing the volume, the price range, everything that just fits exactly what I would like to be doing. And then you have the ability to interact and communicate with those agents and start that conversation. And it's just been an awesome way. Well, I think one of the examples, I used to have been in the industry for 47 years. So it was a long time ago, 40 <laughs> years ago. I used to work with an agent up in the Seattle area when I started my career in Seattle. And I happened to work with a particular agent who was extremely successful but she only works six months out of the year. And I yep. didn't discover that until around that <laughs> sixth month, all of a sudden, all the business coming from her and I go, where are you? I mentioned her name, but I think she may still listen to my podcast and we're good friends <laughs> for many, many years. And she goes, I take the second six months off, Dave. I work my butt off and I have a really great life. I do these other things. I love to travel. And so she did well enough six months out of the year. Well, I quickly figured out you do find those yeah. patterns when you find patterns of certain people are successful more during this time of the year because they may have kids that are not working as hard when their kids are home. If it's a working mom, she could sell more homes when the kids are at school. And then the kids are home yeah. during the summer months and you can start recognizing those patterns. Talk to that. Yeah. I, I love the fact that you have the ability to recognize the patterns. How difficult are they to see in your system? Yeah. So we give you this graph that shows, hey, look, in the summer, look, they're not doing any business. But in the fall, in the spring, it peaks and they did this many deals this month and this. And then also helps you to see how oh, they're doing all their volume as a listing agent. They don't even touch buyers. But here's their team, and this is who deals with the buyers, and that's who I should be talking to. And so I have a great relationship with this agent, even though they're only doing listings. They could make an intro now for me to their buyer's agent so that I can start you know, helping them with their buyers. It just kind of points all that out to you so that you can be effective. But we just find that so often it's like, don't go buy a list of 2,000 realtors and just start texting and emailing them all. It's just not yep. effective. Yep. Be laser focused and doing the business that you want and where you want to be and having those conversations. One of the things looking about how many LOs that have had a large amount of past refinance business, is there ways that they can capture those past clients for purchase activity? How would yeah. they use to do that? Yeah. We've tried to look at the shift. We talked about it earlier in the podcast of everyone's had awesome volume with a bunch of refis. How can we help the LO transition to keep that volume and do it through purchase? And so what we've created are different tools and ways to kind of help adapt and, and make that happen. We do is we pull in all of those previous deals, not just from 2020, but we even go beyond that. And again, there isn't anything that the LO needs to add themselves. We just have all of that information and it shows the LO, these are all your previous deals. And then what we'll do is monitor those against all the new listings that hit every single day. Mm -hmm. As we find that even though inventory is low, everyone sat at home a whole lot more in the last year than they ever have. Mm -hmm. And people have realized, I need a little more room. I would like to have a little bigger home or it'd be nice to have a home with a pool in the back. We'd like to sell this one and upgrade to this. And so what this will do is help the LO to be notified that, hey, this is a client you refied eight months ago or 14 months ago, whatever it may be. 
and they just listed their home this morning. Mm-hmm. You probably should have a conversation with them to say, hey, guys, what are you up to? Awesome. You just listed your home. Would love to uh, just get your most recent pay stubs, get everything ready for you so that we can have you set to purchase whatever it is next. Someone's buying their home to say, we've got a special deal yeah. and our lender's willing to give you some special uh, program. If you add that way, they're also in better control of the buyer getting the financing if they're going through their own lender that they had a good experience with. So that can go both ways. Very powerful. It can. Tool. Absolutely. And it's been really cool to get some success stories. We've talked to LOs that are using the platform that just had 90% refi last year. And all of a sudden they're calling saying, hey, I'm just got a bunch of purchase deals from all these past refis that are now buying. And I got notified, I called them and I did their deal. So it's just helpful to get that purchase. It's intelligent. You know, a lot of lenders as well as mortgage loan originators are looking and working off of credit pull alerts. And so that's one way to do that. But your system is going to be much more effective, I would assume. Talk about that. Yeah. And we take the feedback we get from all of those utilizing our platform. And there's a lot of people that use it, thousands and thousands of people in there every day using it and getting alerts. And we take that feedback. And so we like to kind of relay that and say, credit pull is effective because you'll know that your client has just inquired about a loan. What happens is everybody else gets notified of that too. And so you've all of a sudden have eight lenders, 10 lenders calling that person saying, Hey, can I help you? It looks like you're looking for a loan. And that can get a little annoying for the consumer as they get all these people calling now on these credit polls. And it's almost instant. They pull credit and their phone starts ringing. But we've really honed in on getting that notification as close to when that home gets listed as possible. We find if you notify the LO three days later or a week later, 10 days later, it's too late, especially in a market. I just saw here locally, average days on market was six days, which blows my mind, but that's too late. So with this, it's just a warm call to your past client saying, hey, I saw that you listed, would love to help you with that next one. I have everything in the file. All I need is the most recent pay stubs and this and this. And so effective. And with this, you should be a few days ahead of anyone else getting a listing alert. And you're not competing against all the credit polls with the 10 other lenders calling on that side. So that's where we've seen it so effective on that listing alert. You have a unique position in the industry. What are you seeing as the trends generally as far as use of data as it correlates to the success of a loan originators? Is that a direct correlation? It seems like it would be. It really is. And I think it's because you can really focus in and be so much more effective with your time, with what you're doing to generate that business, that if you're just throwing all kinds of things out there and hoping something sticks. So we are seeing that the lenders and the LOs that are using data and really educating themselves on what they need to do and how they need to do it. And then taking it a step further, because we like to say having the data and knowing something is great, but it's not going to really do anything for you unless you actually then take action on that. And so that's the second part of what we've done is tied into and integrated with so many CRMs to say, look, we're going to show you everything and we're going to notify you of everything, but then you got to take action and you got to now go out and talk to your past client. You got to talk to that realtor partner of yours. You got to do all these things. And we're seeing those that are doing it are having a ton of success and it is moving the needle and making them so much more effective. You talked a little bit earlier about the training calls you're having, where you're getting people on and there is an open source sharing, so to speak, of different ways people are using that. Our teams are doing it 
all day, every day. But yeah, in a group we, sense where others can benefit from gaining knowledge and expertise from others. How often is that going on? Yeah. So we'll do that. And we typically find that it's within a company. So okay. we haven't done a ton where it's just kind of an open forum of any company can jump in and talk about success stories and who's doing what. But we find it's typically within a company setting where we'll jump on and we might have as many as a couple hundred people log in and interact and you know share strategy in the chat section and unmute and with their video explain. So it varies that way, but we hear those stories every day as people interact and do that. And we even get random emails where people just tell us what they did and how effective it was and, and say thanks. So it's kind of nice. Any idea where all this data is going to take us? How is this industry changing? And from your perspective, where are we heading? Yeah, I think we all get smarter as we get more data and there's more available to us. And I just feel like the entire industry is having to deal with this. And it's not just on the mortgage side, it's also on the real estate side. You realize that the consumer has more data at their fingertips and the lenders do, the realtors do. And so I think it's a matter of knowing this and then adjusting and adapting to say, okay, this is what's out there, but I'm going to be more effective now at taking this and putting my action plan in place and then actually doing it. And I think that's going to be the same for the lenders. I think it's the same for title, for the real estate agents, as all of us now have so much more data than we've ever thought imaginable. And it's going to continue that way. I think it's just more and more, but it's a matter of adapting to it and incorporating it into your business and being more effective and then acting on it. Well, it's encouraging to see what is available to us. I think it's going to be more and more data. And I think those are going to be most successful in the future are the ones that are taking advantage of these kind of tools. And one question that just came in, how would you describe the difference between mobility RE, applies real estate, and mortgage market intelligence? Yeah. So we have to explain that uh, here. We've been around a long time, been around about 12 years in total. And our mobility RE products are really co-branded tools that allow a lender to work with their real estate partners. So it's co-branded home search apps. It's co-branded single property pages and co-branded brochures. So it's all of those tools that you can reach out to an agent and say, hey, let's do this and do it in a way that it's beneficial to both of us. We can generate business. So it's something that we create and it's the real estate kind of tools there with your uh, realtor partners. The market intelligence is totally separate product and kind of different animal in and of itself. And what it's doing is basically showing you what's happening in the market really across the board, mortgage side, real estate side, title side, wholesale, retail, brokers, all of those things. And then what we've realized is, again, what we talk about is knowing about it, but then doing something about it. And so we've really kind of figured these two work hand in hand to say, let's show you what you probably want to go do in terms of who you want to work with. Now you've got these tools that you can use as a conversation starter and way to work together with these realtor partners to succeed and to generate more business, more leads. So it's really kind of how we've run the two, even though they're separate, they do work hand in hand with each other. Well, great information. I want to thank you so much for coming on. I'm willing to be on the podcast here on this holiday weekend. Uh, It's a 4th of July weekend. So I appreciate you taking time to join us and be with us. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, David. Again, uh, always a pleasure to be on the show and, uh, 
sponsor and anytime. So thank you and hope everyone has a great fourth weekend. So thanks. You bet. How can people get a hold of you? The websites again that the mortgage lender should be going to? Yep. So you can go to mmi.io, which will get you some information and can get the demos and videos of what it is and does. You can also go to Mobility RE for the kind of co-branded realtor yeah. products and tools there. So either of those will get you where you need to go. Thank you so much for being with us. Happy 4th of July to you and your family. Continued success. I love your product. You're doing an awesome job of serving our community. Appreciate it. Thanks, David. Take care. Next week, we have Dr. Cindy McGovern joining us. She wrote a book that I'm really enjoyed reading. It's called Every Job is a Sales Job. How to Use the Art of Selling to Win at Work. You'll enjoy the book. You'll enjoy the interview. Be sure to come back here next week as we have that interview. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, CMLA as well as Lenders One, Incelerate, Mobility MMI, Modex, the MBA, Knowledge Coop, and Mortgage Collaborative. Check out all of our sponsors on our sponsorship page. It's time to say goodbye. I had to let the voice of Paul King wrap this up. Thanks for listening and be sure to share this podcast with others. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of your 4th of July weekend. See you back here next week. Been listening to Lickin on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.